S S S S S E E E E Q Q Q Q U U U U E E E E L L L L Sequel Cast. Come on, kid. Commandeer your vehicle for police use. What is your problem, sucker? I mean, officer. I hope you are insured. I thought your damn ninja was supposed to take care of Robocop for me. You are under arrest for assaulting an officer and destruction of police property. You may want to call the fire department. What you going war wacky? I think I'm in love. He's taking the future. What? And giving it back to the people. Robocop 3. How may I help you, officer? By resisting arrest. Hello and welcome to Sequel Cast After Dark. A show where we talk about movies such as RoboCop gets a lube job. I'm your host Matt. No, this is the regular sequel cast. Uh, we talk about movies in a franchise, one movie at a time. Last week was a uh, special episode where I talked about the making of a sequel cast episode and that production process. But we are wrapping up our discussion on RoboCop with uh, RoboCop Three. I'm your host Matt. With me is Sabrina. Hello. And uh, so, how have you been enjoying the? end of the summer here in portland i don't want to think about it you don't want to think about it no i don't because honestly to me it's not summer until we hit 90 degrees and we haven't done that yet well it's been more of a summer than last year um, i guess so I guess. yeah I, I, I remember it being a lot hotter last year yeah so last night i went out to dinner with my wife it was our one year anniversary of oh, being congratulations. married thank you Yay. and we went to a place I guess I'll say the name. I don't know. It's called Veritable Quandary. Oh, it's a very I'm very familiar. Have you been there? Uh, many times. Yeah. They have a... You know, it's nice enough people there and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we went there for dinner, and I found, even though the food was good, the service was... Unless you're someone like who they, uh, where they know who you are, your service isn't very good. Like, I, I used to work at a law firm downtown, and the firm would... Every Friday during the summer, we would leave early for work and go get drinks on the boss's tab mm-hmm. and we got service like that oh yeah but just as a regular joe walking into the vq mm-hmm. it, it's not so great yeah sometimes no and uh my wife and i got a prime rib special and they said it'd take a really long time to cook and i'm like well that's fine it seemed like the best deal considering the prices and it took oh well over half an hour to come out and it was with a side of mashed potatoes mashed potatoes uh piping hot prime rib uh, room temperature at best Really? But we didn't want to complain about it because we waited so long that we knew we yeah. just have to wait again. And what are they going to do? Spit on the prime rib before they sear it a little bit on right. both sides? I don't know. But And, and the food w- was fine. Mm-hmm. And I've had better service there in the past. But um, I guess if you go to Veritable Quandary, my recommendation would be go with someone who goes there frequently, who they know by name. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you I, feel that way? Uh, you know, I I do feel that way, actually. Um, uh-huh. I've gone there many, many times. And uh, the one main time that I went, it was uh, after, it was last summer, uh, we wrapped The Lion King. Oh, and, okay. And uh, that yeah. was working wardrobe on. And it was a brutal, brutal, brutal run. Mm. And uh, they had a matinee, and then we were done. Normally, there's two shows on a Sunday, but they were like, nope, where everybody's done. We closed up. We, cl- you know, got out of there. So a whole bunch of us went over there. It was probably like... 
I don't know, 15, oh, maybe yeah, 15, big. 20 of us. Yeah, it was a pretty big party. And they knew that we were coming. We, yeah. They just didn't know. Exa- we said between here and here. And we mm. gave them like an hour. You know, we we're like, yeah. oh, we don't really know what time we're going to be out. And you got to walk be. there from the theater, too. Yeah, and you yeah. got to walk there after you're yeah. done with loadout, which who knows is gonna, how long it's going to take. And uh, the, the waitresses that we had, uh, the, the one that seated us uh, was really bitchy. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the person that helped us out, we kind of warmed her up uh, because she was, I think, feeling really overwhelmed. There was this huge party, and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody told her about it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, we're a bunch of theater people, and we know how to right. work people really well. So, <laughs> um, so and we ended up having a good time, and, you know, we... We, everybody spent so much money there it was ridiculous oh, sure. you know because everybody got a, you know bonus and you know tips and stuff like that from working for so long and we yeah. were just exhausted yet thrilled that we were done and and the food was all right their burger was actually really good i like their burgers i think their cocktails are good um yeah i think they're a little overpriced well sure but it's, it's you know the kind of place it is exactly no well i'm sorry mm. that your prime rib was kind of cold it's okay and you know we had an experience like that last year we were in uh hawaii i promise we'll talk about robocopteria in a minute we will and um where I ordered prime rib for myself and it came stone cold. Really? But there I was able to complain enough where I got it comped. Oh. At a well, hotel restaurant. So Yeah. That well, took some doing. I don't like I mean I like complaining about things, but I don't that always I always feel diggish when I'm doing it cuz I know it's difficult working in a restaurant. Mhm. And uh there is anybody that watches Hell's Kitchen. I used to work in some restaurant kitchens and Hell's Kitchen is the only thing to me that seems somewhat accurate. With people screaming yeah. at you all the time. You know, that's like a whole other uh, point of, uh, d- like, another whole other discussion. Yeah. Is uh, Gordon Ramsay. Absolutely. Seriously, I mean, how many shows does this guy have? If well, you go into Netflix. Here and in England. Oh, I know. Quite it's a lot. ridiculous. And a lot of his British stuff is on Netflix, right? Yeah, a lot of it is. Yeah, because I watched yeah. a whole bunch of the uh, the Kitchen Nightmares, the yeah. Americanized version. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, that's just how I thought it was. I didn't know that there was um, a Kitchen Nightmares, like, you know, in Well, he's like nicer Britain, when he know? does the shows in England. He is. And that's and the, the thing of it is, is that I watch, and I'm kind of hooked on it. And unfortunately, I always watch them as I'm eating dinner. Yeah. Not the best um, time. I will. No. Uh, but I think everybody does. It's kind of like, hey, let's watch CSI or Dexter or something really foul and disturbing while I'm eating. It's just uh-huh. kind of human nature. When Gordon Ramsay says the same two or three things over and over again, he's like, uh, that looks like a dog's dinner. Yeah. But he always like the close up shots of him vomiting into a trash can. This is true. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of vomiting into a trash can, RoboCop 3. I was thinking, before we begin uh, talking about RoboCop 3, I made a special clip called RoboCop Through the Ages, where I uh, took different people that played RoboCop, whether it's in the movies, the TV shows, and kind of stitched them all together. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's take a listen and hear how RoboCop sounds different through Sweet. the ages. All right. Your hair looks lovely. That way. Okay, this is a RoboCop 3 coming up next. Right. I must commandeer your vehicle for police use. What? Next is the RoboCop live-action TV show. Come quietly or there will be trouble. Next is the RoboCop Prime Directive. One more. There will be trouble. And next is from the cartoon Alpha Commando RoboCop. Please identify yourself. Okay, so those are a bunch of clips. Was that a bit overload of RoboCop? Uh, Could you hear the difference in any of those? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Some sound really cheap. I think the one for the TV show in particular. Yes. Sounds. I but would agree. Peter Weller's the best RoboCop. Yeah. And uh, I guess we can segue a bit about RoboCop 3. So the RoboCop 2 came out in 1990. RoboCop 3 uh, was actually filmed the very next year in 91. But it wasn't released right away because the uh, film company Orion Pictures was going through a bankruptcy. 
So it didn't come out ah. until two years later, 93. That's why I haven't seen any Orion stuff. I didn't know that they went bankrupt. Yeah, but they oh. used to make... I know Orion Pictures did a, the Weird Al movie UHF. They used to do a lot of typically science fiction things, as I can recall. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're not around anymore. Kind of like the company Pan Am. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a very poor comparison. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yes, it was, Matt. Uh, but RoboCop 3, you know, had a budget of $22 million. It was cheaper, I think, than RoboCop 2. And this movie certainly looks cheap, I find. Uh, but in the U.S., its uh, overall gross was only $10 million. That's it? Yeah. I Ooh. don't know about international gross, but it was the number 107 uh, grossing movie of 93. Damn. And 93 was a hell of a summer, because the number one movie of 93, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Guess what number two was? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Seriously? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. That's uh, Robin Williams cross-dressing almost made as much money as uh, the fancy computer dinosaurs. Both which are currently on Netflix, I do believe. I think you're right, yeah. yeah. Mrs. I'm Doubtfire also had Pierce Brosnan. Oh, uh, yeah. And it gets hit by a lime uh, <laughs> in the head <laughs> or something. Yeah, I think Pierce Brosnan is awesome, actually, but... <laughs> Uh, this movie was directed uh, by I said Frank Miller That's not correct It was directed by Fred Decker He's oh. known for doing An 80's cult movie Called Monster Squad I've never seen it Mm-mm. But it's about kids That like Team up It's kind of like The Goonies But they're fighting Like Dracula and Frankenstein Gotcha uh, I've never seen it But I've heard people That grew up with it Has liked it Huh So um, Yeah Robocop 3 So we don't have uh, Peter Weller as RoboCop. It sort of inspired me to do that RoboCop through the ages thing. Yeah, that was really cool. I'm glad you did that. Thank you. Uh, But in this one, uh, RoboCop is Robert John Burke. And some behind the scenes here, he's not a well-known actor. Yeah, (laughs) Peter Weller didn't want to refuse to do it because playing RoboCop is such a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. And so when they did the RoboCop costume, which is very expensive for them to build, they have the exact dimensions of the height and like the shoulders and the, the waist. All those things, you know, with costumes for Peter Weller. So they found an actor that had pretty close body dimensions mm-hmm. to Peter Weller. It wasn't necessarily about acting talent or... <laughs> was yeah, it was just about finding who, well the, you know, who can fit into this costume, who can fit basically. In the suit. Yeah, yeah. Even then, Robert John Burke couldn't really fit in the costume that well and was incredibly uncomfortable. He's, yeah. a, he's a TV actor. I didn't recognize him from anything. Mm-mm. But do you think he's an okay RoboCop? I mean... <laughs> you know, he's fine. He looks different with the mask off. Obviously, because it's not it's Peter Weller. Actor. But, I mean, honestly, if they were to have found somebody to kind of play the part of Peter Weller yeah. as far as looks, I don't, I honestly, I don't think that you could have found anybody closer than this guy. No, I think he's fine. I mean, you know, uh, later on, we, we'll talk a bit about, they did a miniseries for Sci-Fi Channel called Robocop Prime Directives. And that one, the actor that played Robocop, Paige Flesher, I think was only five foot six inches. Ooh. So it was a pretty short RoboCop. Uh, yeah. Huh. So, um, but you get a few returning actors in this. You have uh, Nancy Allen as Officer Ann Lewis again. Yep. And she didn't want to do this movie either, but she thought she had a responsibility to the character. Oh, that's very noble of her. Yep. But huh. she thinks, um, well, why don't we just get into it? We can talk about the cast if you want, but eh. Like, there's you know, honestly, I do kind of want to talk about the cast a little okay. bit. Okay, let's go more into that I was uh, very surprised, and I know that you'll, you'll probably get into more of who everybody is here, yeah. but I was very surprised at how many people I knew. Oh, okay. Did you recognize, there's a, a little girl in the movie, uh, played by Remy Ryan, called Nico. That was a girl? That was a girl. 
Oh shit! I thought it was a boy. Oh, you thought it was a boy? Are you serious? Hair? It was yeah. a girl. Yeah, the little girl that uh, reprograms. Oh my god! I thought it was a boy <laughs> with long hair the whole no, fucking time. No. Uh, but you know that's what? It's Nico. Nico is a boy's name. It sounds like a boy's name, and uh, no, 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 no. That was a boy. No, it was a girl. No it was way. a girl. Yeah, she starred in the movie called Monkey Trouble that Shit. came out around the same time with I her and a monkey. That. She looks a little And I think Matt LeBlanc or something was in that movie. Ew. I think one of the people from Friends was in Monkey Trouble, but don't quote me on that. Oh. Uh, so, oh. who are some people you recognized in Robocop? Oh my 3? god, I uh, I recognize a lot of people. Um, okay. Bradley Whitford, Stephen Root. Who is Bradley Whitford? Bradley Whitford uh, is kind of a character actor, but he's... I know him from The West Wing. Okay, who is he on West Wing? Um, Peter... Or not Peter Weller. What am I talking about? <laughs> uh, let me bring him up here. So who was he in RoboCop 3 then? <sighs> you know, I knew you were going to He was one of the homeless that. people? What did I say? Bradley Whitford? Yeah. No, no, no. He was... Um, here we go. He was Fleck. I don't remember who that one of the punks one of the no he was like a business dude oh okay yeah uh in let's see here he was in Law and Order for a while a couple other movies uh the good guys uh where do we go the West Wing he was uh he was Josh Lyman that's oh. right Josh Lyman I never he was really there watched for, the gosh, West like Wing but six years oh, I mean wow. actually 154 episodes yeah. so he was in it the whole Probably time the whole time hmm. yeah. Um, I really, I really like him. I think he's really cool, um, and I think he's a good person too, just from the things that I've seen about him. But yeah. um, Rip Torn, uh, yeah, I recognized him for sure. He in the other movies, he had kind of the, this old white man called the old man mm-hmm. heading OCP. But in this one, they explain that he dies. So Rip Torn is the new guy in charge of the company, and he's from thing. I think of Men in Black. He's kind of the head of the yeah. red guy company in Men in Black. Oh, Rip Torn's in like a million. He was things, in the Larry though. Sanders show. Yeah, was something a big. In, uh, HBO comedy uh, in the 90s. Um, a very, very thin Jeff Garland. Yeah, right, right. He yeah, works in our deli, like, right? Yeah, he, works in, he was <laughs> the guy in the donut shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was like, uh, I know that guy. He's, uh, he's tweeted to me before, actually. Has he? Yeah. What, is, what has he said? Uh, he, was, he was in town, and I had said something about, like, hey, Jeff Garland, you know, like, Say say something to Sabrina or something, and he like added me back, and he's like, "Say something to Sabrina." <laughs> <laughs> he's like a real dick about it, but he yeah. seemed funny afterwards, you know, because I was like, "Hey, we'd love to get you in for an interview mm. on Portland Sucks," and you know, kind of go through the whole thing. Right. And uh, he was just like, "Hey, shout out to you. Let me know." He's like, "Let me know what I can do or whatever." Right. I'm like, "Well, can you follow me so I can DM you or something?" Like, it's you so know. difficult sometimes to get people to come yeah. on. And sometimes you have a better chance of getting guests to come on a show doing it last second, yeah, than doing the lawn planning. Yeah, but I will say that if you if anybody actually gets a chance because I know it's still on there. I watched uh-huh. it like three weeks ago. Jeff Garland has a really really great uh, stand up comedy routine on Netflix. I'm like oh, on the Netflix yeah, right now. Right. I don't know why. Probably because of the show that we do so much with it. But um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a really really good comedy routine. I mean, he's you know. <laughs> He's like a fat comedian, and so he's, yeah. you know, he makes fun of himself, but he also, God, he works with so many really awesome people, Larry David and everybody else that... Uh, and he also did a voice in Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. As like the unicorn or something. The unicorn? Wasn't there a toy that was unicorn? Maybe it was a horse. I don't I think don't. he was a unicorn. He was some voice in Toy Story 3. Uh, Buttercup. Buttercup. I don't, I don't remember. I think it was unicorn. It might be wrong. Uh, oh, wait, that's Hawaiian Vacation. No. Buttercup. Yeah, you're right. It is a unicorn. It's a unicorn. Okay. Yay. One actress uh, I recognized in this was CCH Pounder. I love her. Who plays her. Bertha. And I can't think of what else she's been in, but she's been in oh. a lot of shit. She, I know her best 
because I thought her character rocked, and I think the show is probably within my top five uh-huh. of The Shield. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites, one of my all-time favorites, and I really wish that they would put that one on Netflix, as well as Alias, by the way, because I've been kind of, I have a hard-on to watch Alias again, but... Um, yeah, CCH Pounder, she is fantastic. And that's why I, was, I saw her, you know, like, because when you first see her character, uh-huh. she's, like, wrapped, you know I mean? She's, she's right. got her mouth covered, and I'm like, but there's something about those eyes, it's, like, really familiar to me. Uh-huh. And then she, like, took off her hat, and then the... Well, even though RoboCop 3 isn't a great movie, I think she does a good job in this, and she she's very good at being a tough woman. I would agree to a point. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot to do. Nobody has true. a lot to Nobody do in has a lot to RoboCop do. 3. Except for the girl, the little girl. Jesus. I will behave like a puppy. <laughs> you know what, man? I really don't think that there's any redeemable qualities in this movie. I'm just trying to I pick think, it I out. I think there's I'm a like, few. Ooh, Steven yeah. Root. Ooh, Jeff Garland. Well, Ooh. Steven Root, well, that maybe it'll be the last cast person we talk about, uh, plays Kuntz. And uh, someone on Twitter, uh, I was just looking up RoboCop 3 stuff, hashtag RoboCop 3 on Twitter, and someone mentioned Steven Root, better known as Milton from Office Space, is like the poor man's Randy Quaid. Really? And I thought that was kind of funny because they both are kind of dumpy looking. Like, I don't, Randy you Quaid know, is old and kind of insane now. Randy said, Quaid's a dick. Yeah. I don't think... See, see I don't know. I mean, I, I don't associate Stephen Root with Office Space. That's like actually the second thing that I associate oh. him with. The first one is News Radio. Oh, was he, he was the main, Yeah, he was the main boss. Oh, he was okay. the main guy that owned the station in News Radio, which is, again, like, I would no, say that's news, within my top ten. Was News Radio, was Phil Hartman in that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's dead. I, I know he's dead. His wife killed him and then killed uh, herself. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. I really like Phil Hartman. Me too. You know, I think the reason why uh, his wife killed him and herself is because they just watched RoboCop 3 and they couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> God, that's that terrible. That terrible. Is. No, I love Phil Hartman. I think... Um, I can't watch this movie anymore. Phil Hartman is one of those people in Saturday Night Live where he might not have had the most popular characters, but he was in so many sketches doing so many solid supporting parts, being the straight man, mm-hmm. that he's kind of like... Will Ferrell to some degree, or I just yeah. can't. It's kind of like the pinch hitter, always doing things. Yeah. I don't know sports. Uh, there's a Japanese actor in this uh, named Mako, who plays Kanemitsu, the head of the Japanese uh, part of OCP. Uh. And Mako, he played the wizard in both uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan the Barbarian films. He had oh, been this in this guy. Okay. Yeah, he'd been in a lot of movies. He's in this movie for like two seconds, and I think he's dubbed in English for most of it. Yes. So, um,. RoboCop 3. This movie looks like it was made for $2. This movie sucks ass. It looks like shit. Uh, this was filmed in Atlanta, Georgia, where I used to live. Oh, really? And I recognize one of the parking lots in it. But, um, you know, the other uh, two movies, even though it's supposed to be set in New Detroit, were filmed in Texas and the Dallas and Houston uh, cities of Texas. Mm-hmm. And they, you could tell RoboCop 1 and 2 were filmed around the same place. But uh, one thing, RoboCop 3, that I kind of like about it, as far as the look goes, is RoboCop 2, everything was neon and shiny and in bright light. Right. And this one, it shot more at night, kind of like the first film. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it... I, I just like the feeling that gives to the... I think RoboCop looks a bit stupid in broad daylight. Uh, yeah, honestly. he's not as shiny, I guess. Yeah, no. it, it's... I think they were going f- more for, like, the gritty... And RoboCop isn't in this movie for the first half hour. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was having trouble falling asleep or like, you know, staying awake. Staying awake. Yeah, I must have nodded off about three or four times during this movie. And it was towards the end a little bit more. So, I mean, like the other movies, it starts with the newscast and, you know, New Detroit is still the shithole. The police are still on strike. Nothing really ever changes despite Mm -hmm. them having a Robocop in the force. But 
I mean, this is rated PG-13. The other ones are rated R, and I think that's a pretty major thing. In that, a big part of RoboCop is the extreme violence. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think you could do RoboCop without people like yelling "fuck you" every two seconds. I don't think that's necessarily a huge part. But the the head squishing violence. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what made RoboCop cool in the first place. RoboCop, yeah. And um, this for kids, you know, he does shoot people, but you don't really you sort of see him fall down. It's bloodless. It feels. Yeah. You, they do more violent things on TV shows now. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, this was, what, 93? 93. You so. know, 91, whatever. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, as far as RoboCop is concerned, in my mind, I saw him more, like, flailing on the ground and going, er, 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 like, yeah. you know, jerky well, head he, movements. He's deactivated a lot. He really is. He just kind of is, I think he, I don't know if they did it on purpose or what it was, mm-hmm. but he just was made to look really weak. I think it's to save in the budget, you know. It's expensive to get the guy in it takes time to get the guy in the suit and then you got to film it and that always takes so long so if you minimize robocop in a robocop movie it'll save you a lot of bucks i know but i think it's really dumb i think what they did was they took the whole um army regime people or whatever they're called like bombs aren't they i don't know they're being forced to move out of their homes yeah and it's families forced to move out of their homes so the the ocp the corporation can build the shiny city in its place Right. Which is sort of a storyline that they've been trying to do in all the movies mm-hmm. about rebuilding uh, new Detroit into Delta City. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it opens, too. Uh-huh. You know. He went to that. And um, so you have all this fucking stupid shit with the girl who might be a boy who's actually oh God, a girl. I swear to God, I thought it was a boy the entire time. Yeah. I don't like the fact that I know that it's a girl now. It oh. really just cheapens the movie that much more for me. You know, I had that same thought when I was watching a different movie. There's a movie called Panic Room. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where there's yeah. a little girl, but I thought she looks like a boy. And then she ends up, she's now the main actress in the Twilight movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I know who you're talking about. But Kristen she, Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. yeah. I knew that she was the girl because of the way that... See, I thought I she was a boy watching Panic Room because she had such short hair and I don't know. No, I think for me, I knew always I knew that one was a girl because of the yeah. way that Jodie Foster, her mom, mm. treated her in the movie. She treated her very much like a girl okay. versus a boy. Well, this one is just like, well, who's to say? Because, I mean, this kid has like this uber duber super computer and she's like yeah. 12 years old or not even that. I don't even know how old the kid is. But like, finish your calculus and go to bed. It's like, so I don't I don't even want to know. I don't even know how old he she was supposed to be. Like 10 or something? I don't know. I mean, um, it's very weird. I mean, I, you can... Well, she was born in 1984, and so this movie was in... Filmed in 91. 91. So she might have been 7 or 8. Yeah, I was going to say about life. 8 years old. So, so I mean, an 8-year-old doing calculus. I'm sorry. I just, I really thought it was a boy. They're trying to make it like it's a, it's a, it's a genius, because she's good with computers and she's good with calculus. So this little girl can reprogram multi-million dollar machines to change traffic lights and say they like puppies mm-hmm. and open doors. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> RoboCop 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so they spend a lot, not on RoboCop, but on this little kid. But you don't really get time with that. I mean, it's all crazy with her house being knocked down. and all the, they're, they're trying to move everyone on buses into internment camps, mm-hmm. I think. I don't, I don't think they're going to gas people and kill them, although they might be doing that. I don't know. 
It's not well, that kind of movie. obviously they did because we learned a little bit later oh. that her parents were killed. I guess I wasn't paying it. That's right. Yeah. But they never spent they, time they with never the parents except in the beginning where they say, do your calculus. Right. They, that, that's like the only kind of like emotional connection that we get from this kid to the parents. And then they're all taken away. The parents are separated. The little kid is separated. Uh-huh. And then it's not until later in their little internment camp or whatever. Right. That RoboCop knows he does a database search and he uh-huh. knows that the parents are dead. Well, and they get separated. She gets sort of separated from her family, but she meets up with CCH Pounder and like the the homeless rebellion crew. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's a crime wave going through uh, New Detroit. Is it old Detroit? I'm not really sure. Um, let's just call it Detroit. Yeah, yeah Detroit. Uh, right. Yeah. There's a a movement of uh, bad guys called the Splatterpunks. Which they Those don't guys do any. Are a little scary, yeah, actually. I wish they would have done more of that because you sort of have Robocop fight him in the beginning, mm-hmm. but nothing really nothing never goes with it. Nothing too major, but. Because you first see Robocop, you don't even get a close up of his face for a while, but he's driving his car and he's tailing the uh, the girl and the, the homeless rebel people. He's tailing their car trying to chase them down, and then he gets a call that his partner, Ann Murphy, needs backup fighting the Splatterpunks, mm-hmm. and he breaks off to help his uh, partner. You mean Lewis? I'm sorry. He, uh, uh, you just you basically just said they were married. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, Officer Ann Lewis, but RoboCop's former identity was Alex Murphy. Right, that's what I was getting confused. I, I know I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you do here in the sequel cast. We exactly. Give each other shit. Yeah, when we're talking about shit. Yeah, like we are RoboCop talking about three. shit. A big pile of steam and fun shit. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was the first time that you see RoboCop is that uh, they were free. Yeah, so you Bradley Woodford, the guy, he was the one that was yelling at the scientist lady as far as... He wa- he was the one that wanted the scientist oh, lady right, to yeah. put the chip in RoboCop's head to take the emotions out. Mm-hmm. He wanted to put something else in there in order but to But there's a lot it. less of, like, the corporate stuff compared to yeah. the past movies. Mm-hmm. That was a huge part of the past movies. Yeah. That's, although you have a female scientist who... Uh, I thought she was kind of cute. I forget the actress's name. Um, Actually, that one... She's a little further down on the list, actually, because uh, I recognized her name hmm. as Jill Hennessy. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what do you recognize she, her from? I want to say it's like a Law and Order. Could be. Yeah, she's in Law, Law a lot Law, of Law and Order. A lot of Law and Orders. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but um, she's sort of like a doctor that's sympathetic to RoboCop, and they kind of always have that in the RoboCop movies too. Uh, but so with all this stuff. RoboCop's helping his uh, officer, Ann Lewis, against uh, the Splatterpunks. Mm-hmm. And RoboCop uh, is new and improved, spiffed up. He has a gun arm. Yeah. Do you like that? I did. And honestly, when I, I saw fun. that, I kind of thought... Sense. You know, this is the messed up thing. When I saw that, I kind of already thought he had one. Hmm. Well, I mean, he before he had the pistol, that he had to open his leg... Yeah, which was dumb because out. now you have to like reach it down and get it. Oh, that's like not taking anybody by surprise. Well, then what if it jams? What if it opens halfway? Yeah, and you're like sitting there going, What if RoboCop is trying to get his gun arm out and it slams down on his hand and his hand gets stuck down there? Yeah, then you're screwed. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. So. I th- you know, the gun arm was fine, but I think... It's a I little bit like Transformers, I think, but... I, yeah, I didn't make that association, but I didn't no. even really pay attention to it because I kind of already thought he had one. Yeah. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and the fact that he gets it blown off, I think, right. or it gets like cut off or shoved off or I don't know what the hell happens to it. Something He gets the shit beat out of him a lot in this movie. He really does. Poor RoboCop. I don't so, feel sorry for him, honestly. So you have this kind... Uh, one of the scenes of the movie I kind of liked is RoboCop and uh, 
and Lewis are supposed to go into a, a, a church where the rebel army is hiding and supposed to, I think, like, kill them or either, like, help round them out, I think. They're yeah, to I think help get them out. To get them out because they're going to tear down. Because they know that these the rebel people are coming. Mm-hmm. So they try to go in to warn them, like, hey, you need to get out. Um, but on the meantime, you have this bad guy um, called Paul McDaggett, played by John Castle, who's a British guy who's head of kind of the OCP, like, evil He was SWAT a dick, team. too, yeah. He is a dick. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, they wanted to use more physical force against uh, the rebel army. Mm-hmm. And RoboCop is conflicted. He's sort of caught in the middle there. He's like, why am I... I'm a police officer. I can't shoot these guys because they're OCP uh, employees. Yeah, and that was rule number four was is that don't... Basically, don't shoot anybody of authority or something like Which that. Which, in RoboCop too, didn't he electrocute himself and made it so he had no prime directives at all? Uh, yes. Yeah, so somehow he got reprogrammed with that. I guess that's a safety that precaution. That would make sense, though. Because that was that. in the first movie. That was the big plot twist is... Mm-hmm. The fourth directive. Right. Do not harm an OCP person. Right. So, in this uh, crossfire, poor Officer Ann Lewis dies. She gets shot. And even, she was even on break, too, because they made a point before that scene even started Uh of, hey, Lewis, you want to go do something else? And she's like, no, I'm off duty. Or don't you want your flak jacket or whatever? And she's Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 I'll be fine. I'm off duty. And she should have taken them up on that offer. I was kind of hoping she'd get blasted to pieces like Alex Murphy did. No. And then they'd make her into a female RoboCop. Okay, that would have been a little cool. Or would it have looked silly? I don't know. It I mean, it like would be like cliche as hell, uh-huh. but... That would have kind of made sense. I don't know. I don't think that they could have because if, especially if it's something that's rated PG-13, mm-hmm. I think honestly what they did by shooting her a few times, yeah, it's, it's something enough. different when you shoot a woman like that. I mean, it's that's like true. this de- desensitization, des- whatever... I can't say the word, but uh, it just becomes a little weird. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she didn't get blown into pieces. I was actually a little surprised yeah. that she got shot, to be honest with you. She's a big character. They don't really make a big deal about her dying, mm. necessarily. No. But RoboCop is heavily injured. He retreats with the Rebel Army into their base, which I think is in the sewer. Or They kind of run around a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, he spends a lot of the movie in the sewer deactivated. And the female scientist comes to repair him. And there's a really weird scene in this movie where Robocop is like having a vision of his former wife and it morphs into his partner and then it morphs into this uh, female doctor, uh, Dr. Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And it has this like trippy background stuff going around. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's not like he ever tries to flirt with the doctor or tries to show emotion. I'm not sure what that's supposed to... It, it does that head-morphing thing you saw in a lot of 90s movies. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably because he's... Or she is the only other female. It just comes across as sweet. <laughs> it does. It's kind of <laughs> like, I'm having a fantasy about my scientist doctor. <laughs> like, I, I thought that... Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. Like, maybe that was his, like, sexual dream or something. I don't know. That could have been a wet dream for RoboCop. Oh, gross. Could have been... He has a bit of an oil leak. He does oil not spill. have a penis. He cannot have sexual dreams. Well, they've never shown... I, I guess he doesn't have a penis. No, all he has <laughs> are his eyeballs and his spinal cord and his half of his brain or whatever. They yeah, don't have no, like, the right. rest of his body. No, he has a robo-penis. <laughs> <laughs> the scientist doctor wishes that he had a robo-penis. Oh, I see. He has all the different settings. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Hmm. <laughs> So let's uh, vibrate away from that topic. Oh, my God. <laughs> On to uh, 
RoboCop 3 is really hard to talk about. Because <laughs> it's shit. We have a lot of time left, don't we? Oh, yeah. We got a lot and we got a okay. ways to go here. So um, a big part of the plot is you have the Japanese company has to come and help OCP because OCP isn't doing well as far as money is concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, I think it's meant to be a kind of satire. And on, in the 90s, you had a lot of things. Like there was a Michael Crichton book that was later a movie called Rising Sun about Japanese hostile takeovers of companies. And in this one, you have a Japanese takeover, but they don't do much with it except the Japanese have developed a uh, a robot um, law enforcement thing of their own that happens to be a ninja. Mm-hmm. But they don't really go into that. He, he fight Robocop fights Robo Ninjas. Yeah, I didn't... Uh, this is what, like the part of the movie that I didn't get. Like, I think it's they have to think of something... You know, Robocop fought Ed 209 in the first one, and the second one he fights... Uh, RoboCop Two, the it thing was with like the criminal, kind of yeah, like another Ed and, Ed and so this, you know, oh I, yeah, I think, that weird guy, okay, yeah. So I think they didn't want RoboCop to fight another version of himself again, yeah. And they're like, well, Ninja Turtles are cool. Hey, you can fight a robot ninja in a sewer. Maybe they didn't think of it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's stretching it, but I that understand is. where you're going. I with mean, it. you had a lot of video games at the time, like Ninja Gaiden, where your ninjas fighting things, and yeah, I don't know. Ninjas were big mm-hmm. in the '90s, so. And they were. They thought, you know, let's bring the ninjas in and have RoboCop fight ninjas. But there's a problem with that. The RoboCop costume. RoboCop, um, you know, it's kind of like Batman. He can't really move around Yeah. that well. And so ninjas, they jump around. They're really quick. But RoboCop looks like a stumbling, like, alcoholic or something. He looks like Ed 209 at this point. You're right. You're right. That's what I didn't like about that. I didn't like the fact... I have such an issue with this movie, but that was the one thing I didn't like about it. Aside from, like, everything else, it was, like, the major thing... <laughs> I don't like the way that they portrayed RoboCop. I mean, it, it, take the fact that it's he's Peter Will, like not Peter Will. Let's take that out of the equation. Okay, okay. he's a complete pussy. He's yeah. like sitting there going, ur, 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 "I am deactivated." Ur, ur, you know, twenty percent power left. Yeah, yeah, you know, getting all this stuff fixed on the ground. You know, half torn apart, half doing this, half doing that, and then you make him look like a complete asshole even further by having <laughs> him like, "Oh, look, I am actually a robot." You know, it's like he's not supposed to be. A robot, but he is, you know, it's like, d- uh-huh. don't show him that way. Don't put him up against another fucking robot that's like, you know, that's, it's basically like putting, like, the first Terminator was skeleton with the liquid Terminator dude. Well, wasn't that I the mean? plot of the second Terminator, uh, it though? It was, but I'm okay. just saying that it was like, at that point, no, you have like two human, quote unquote, human, uh-huh. you know, RoboCopy Terminator guys, and they're fighting each other. They just have different abilities. And I guess that's how this one is, too. But but in this one, it's so not a fair fight. It's not a and fair fight. And you don't fight. buy that RoboCop, spoilers, wins against the Japanese ninjas at the end. Like, it, it's a real cheat that he wins. Did he? He gets upgraded. He gets like a, he makes, he fights them in a way that they self-destruct. Oh, yeah. But, like, he gets a flamethrower arm. He gets a jetpack. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. That was about the part I started kind of dozing okay. off. Okay, it's kind of near, like, near the end. I mean, there's a lot. There's a plot in this one, which is almost uh, the same as what happened in RoboCop 2. Remember, RoboCop 2 had a rogue cop that was kind of selling out information to the bad guys. Right. It's like fat guy. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a big character. In this one, Stephen Root, or the actor Stephen Root, the character uh, Kuntz, known as Milton from Office Space. And he actually, oh, that actor also did a really good, I'm not, I don't like True Blood too much, but he did a really good job acting in that first season. Oh, I didn't True know Blood he was in that. As like a gay uh, vampire or something. Oh my God, really? Yeah, but he does a good job. Oh, I, not, I've never seen not True Bloodish stuff. 
as you might think. But in, in this one, again, you have a traitor, uh, one of the a rebel army guy that's selling them out for money or something. Yeah. But when they do the reveal, you never feel like really bad, like, oh, I never thought you'd betray him. You just don't really give a shit because the rebel army is in such a crappy state to begin with, running around from a church to a sewer. Yeah, it's like, well, who just cares if someone found? They're always on the run anyway. Yeah. They're not... That's true. I mean, I think because it was like, hey, they were the main characters like bonding together with this the girl and the robot and you know mm-hmm. everything else that it was kind of like their core group of people and it was basically just a matter of time as to who was going to get knocked off first. Right. And I think it was I, I was I was trying to understand the relationship between Stephen Root, uh, his character, and the other guy. I he was kind of like the blonde guy. He looked yeah. very um, still a bit older. He looked very uh, hobo with a shotgun, dude. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name off the top Rutger of my head. Rutger Hauer. Yes, thank you. Very yeah. Rutger Hauer looking, I think. Um, but I, there was something about their relationship that I was confused on as far as, like, why is Steven Root, like, he basically laid down and roll over anytime this guy would say anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, what kind of power does this guy have? I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, you know, when all is said and done. I guess it would have to be money or something, or but, I mean... Maybe it's just, like, a respect thing for, like, army general, like, weird military crap. Uh, who knows? It's not explained, and I guess it's, it's not, not really developed. Important. It's not developed very well. It just seems like another plot just to fill in the time to make this long enough to be a movie. Yeah. I mean, this movie, this plot could have easily been, like, 45 minutes long. Oh, yeah. Some, you know, they're not, they really stretch the story out way past its breaking point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I forgot that RoboCop got a flamethrower and could, a jetpack. Because you said the gun arm gets knocked off and they r- attach a flamethrower because the lady doctor, Dr. Lazarus, comes and helps him. And then she takes this lawn in uh, work in progress jetpack and puts it on Robocop. Yeah. Do you think the jetpack is... Oh, it was completely hokey. Yeah. That, that's was, the part I do it remember. It was a very like cheesy effect. Kind of woke up and went, what the hell and is Robocop flying around. It kind of so makes him like... Superman or something, but like he flies and like all the whole city cheers as he flies above him. Mm. But it's not even a well done like flying effect. <laughs> no, they did a better job with Superman. Come on. Yeah, and Superman was like twenty five years before. Or exactly. Something. So. Yeah, I mean, come on. You've Maybe got not like twenty five, you know, but well, anyway, it was far it was enough. Twenty years before. Yeah, we're talking the nineties here. I mean, uh-huh. come on. If you can. It'll be mid seventies. Anyway. Yeah. I, anyway, I I thought that that part was really cheesy and hokey and. Although the thing that I did, I kind of liked about the ninja guy that I didn't expect is when he, when he punched him and his jaw went all awry. That was like, a good effect. That was kind of a cool effect. I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, it didn't look as cheesy. Okay, but I guess way. I should mention they're trying to make it a surprise that the ninjas are robots, right? And it and so when he hits him, the jaw is like way dislocated. Yeah. Yeah, way dislocated, and he, like, kind of puts it to one place and then puts it over to the Mm -hmm. other, and then it finally comes back together, and then you're like, oh, he's, like, a weird... But he's, like, a weird robot, but I didn't even, like, get my head wrapped around the fact that he was a robot. Mm -hmm. Just thought, hey, he's, like, some kind of weird guy that has magical powers or something. I mean, I didn't actually make that connection until something else happened, like, very shortly thereafter. What did you like about it? You liked how it looked? Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you when you look at the three movies, especially with the three movies, uh-huh. the the Peter Weller, like the mask, when they when the RoboCop doesn't have his mask on, okay, it right. looks hokey. We can tell that there's like something weird yeah. about it, and it probably should because hey, these are scientists that have never like really put a face onto a Robo hmm. skeleton before, That's so you know. But they can still do you know the producers whether they can still do a good job with the effect of the jaw punching and you know I just I thought that the effect was really cool. It kind of it honestly it took me by surprise. Because I wasn't, it, I wasn't expecting it. I thought it was very well done, mm-hmm. and it looked, it looked hokey. But it was okay that it looked hokey. 
Yeah, it works. You know, where it's just like, oh, look, it's Peter Weller's face. This is really bizarre. You know what I mean? It just... I never thought about Peter Weller's face looking weird because of the barbaric surgery they'd have to do hooking up skin to machine. But it makes sense. I I saw a story in the news recently. This was a few years ago where a lady was just walking and her neighbor's pet chimpanzee ripped her face off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had to do surgery to several dozens of surgeries to yeah, do she basically a, a had fake like a, face. A face they released transplant. photos of the face transplant. Yeah, Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, that was like, like not a, too long ago uh-huh, either. It was yeah. pretty recent. And uh, I think that actually the face transplant they did in real life for that doesn't look so bad. Mm-hmm. She's not a looker, uh, but <laughs> she kind of looks a little bit like she has Down syndrome or something. Yeah. But it's still really impressive. It's not like a creepy plastic mm-hmm. mask. Exactly. And you look at that and it reminds me of the RoboCop head. The Robocop head, this is really bad. That like, The Robocop head reminds me of the scene in um, Face Off. Okay. Where they have like both of the faces like sitting there in water and the, uh-huh. the face is kind of vibrating. And it's just like, okay, number one, this movie is so stupid. Because, I mean, I love <laughs> the movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's just like, who in their right mind thought that John Travolta and Nick Cage looked alike? I mean, it's just, it's <laughs> fucking retarded. But anyway, that's when I see Robocop's face yeah. without the mask. I'm always, I always kind of subconsciously go to that one scene where they, before they actually put the face on to uh, Nicolas Cage, I think it is. Yeah. They switch faces. Yeah. But then you have the actor pretending like the other actors inside of them as they're acting. Right. It's <laughs> kind of confusing. Uh, seriously, I mean, if you've never seen Face Off, I think it's worth a watch. I, I don't blame you if you don't like it. I haven't just, seen it since it was on video. I haven't seen I, it. I, I kind of like the movie. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> There's a lot uh, of references in there that I, I understand now. So, hmm. anyway. Robocop 3. <laughs> We still got time, don't we? Uh, yeah, we still we still have uh, quite a bit of time. All yeah. right, we'll keep on going on yeah. RoboCop three. Uh, well, why don't we talk about some of the RoboCop spinoffs? Is that okay? Oh yeah, you can you go good? for that. Yeah, because I have no clue what any of them. Because you haven't seen. So I mean, RoboCop three camp came out in ninety three, and a year later in uh, ninety four, there's a Canadian TV show uh, simply called RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw uh, you can watch it on YouTube. It hasn't been officially released in the U.S. yet, but there's a Canadian release. And I'm vaguely considering going on Amazon.ca, uh, the Canada Amazon.com site, and ordering the Canada DVD because DVDs from Canada work in the U.S. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, they're Region One or something. Ah. Uh, but um, this was a live-action TV show, lasted one season, and uh, even though it did okay, th- it was a very expensive show to make. And um, like RoboCop Three, it's not as violent, and you have RoboCop. You know, remember it has RoboCop vision in the movies? Yeah. Which, from his point of view, in the TV show, there's a lot of, oh, there's a guy with a gun. Oh, there's a bookshelf next to him. RoboCop, I'm going to shoot the bookshelf so it hits the guy and knocks him on the ground uh. to deactivate him. You know, it's a little bit like in Terminator 2, well, except in that one, Schwarzenegger says, I'm going to hit him in the kneecaps instead of... That's still kind of violent. Yeah. But they're trying to make a family-friendly RoboCop, and they, they do things with that with that TV show that lasted for a year. They also did two RoboCop animated shows, which I think is kind of funny, considering how violent yeah. the, the movies are. One was just called RoboCop, and it followed the plot of the first movie, kind of, and it had um, some of those same characters. But the other one didn't come out until the 90s, and that's called RoboCop Alpha Commandos. And it's RoboCop <laughs> with like a team of like other robot cops in the future. And uh, RoboCop Alpha Commandos, you can watch the entire series on um, Hulu online oh okay but it's pretty bad i recommend you don't watch it but that's where we got that robocop song that ended the robocop 2 episode uh-huh it was like robocop robocop uh, from oh the last yeah episode. okay yeah, all that right song. 
is from that cartoon. And the last RoboCop thing they've done is they did a Sci-Fi Channel miniseries in 2006 called RoboCop Prime Directives. It's four separate made-for-TV movies. All of those are on Netflix. Watch instantly. And it, it pretends like RoboCop 2 and 3 never happened. It's really dark, even though it can't get really that bloody or that violent. The special effects are like a Sci-Fi Channel movie. They're awful. There's a lot of slow motion where there shouldn't be. But an interesting thing about the story is they take Alex Murphy's son and have him be an executive at OCP, at the corporation. Oh. And you have scenes of RoboCop meeting his son, and RoboCop cries. Are you serious? Yes. Well, I mean, it's his eyes. Why can't he have tear ducts? No, that's true. It comes off as kind of weird. And you also have the other main bad guy in that is you have someone that used to be Alex Murphy's partner that's a black guy who was taken and made into a black RoboCop. Literally, he looks like RoboCop, but the armor is black. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. This big guy with the mustache and all this stuff. I don't think the, I don't think the, black, Rob- I don't think the black RoboCop has a mustache, but when he was a cop, okay. he has a big mustache. I was going to say, RoboCop has a mustache? That's, <laughs> I kind of think that's a little awesome, actually. I think actually. the evil RoboCop is called RoboCable or something. But um, Not awesome. No. And they're actually working on trying to remake RoboCop. They've been what? trying for the past five years. Are you serious? They claim it's going to happen oh. in 2013, but I don't know if it'll actually happen. They've been Why? trying to get it off the ground. No, this is a terrible no, idea. bad idea. Bad idea. I think you a know what? all computer RoboCop. Okay, Sabrina just slammed her head on the table. I have such an issue with all these fucking remakes okay. that they're doing. Okay, Go for let it. me just just get this shit over with because yeah. I I occasionally probably every two three weeks i'll go to uh trailers.apple.com yep and i saw i'm like footloose what oh really okay this is gonna be like i gotta watch this okay i gotta watch it mm-hmm. and it's the same goddamn fucking movie it's yeah. footloose it's just like oh look we have people that the kids can appeal to no you make sure that those kids go back into 1986 <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was and you educate and you culture those little kids into what is real what what originally happened yeah you know same and then i saw like oh they're remaking dirty dancing are you fucking kidding me no who do you want to see become you know johnny castle and jennifer Grey? no one no one no one no one it seems a bit soon for them to be remaking dirty dancing you know they shouldn't Patrick be doing Swayze's it all been dead. well no i mean it's just because people recognize the name is why they do remakes for things i understand and they're just trying to capitalize on poor patrick yeah. swayze and you know that's i think it's honestly i think it's really terrible i mean yeah. they they oh but havana nights don't forget about havana nights fuck that shit really i mean who like three people saw that right i'm not one of them i wouldn't i wouldn't be caught dead <laughs> seeing that movie but the, the fact that they're just like discount it's like okay well we got the dirty dancing havana nights we're just gonna skip right over that one and call it dirty dancing too well you i mean know? like the as far as remake goes the one that really surprises me is you have a new spider-man coming out next year i know when they just did three of those with toby Maguire. this is so stupid and they were all ready to do a fourth one with toby Maguire and kirsten dunst again but it was going to be too expensive and they got they fought everyone wanted too much money so they said what's well, cheaper if we just cast it with uh, peter garfield a british actor who's not well known well no this and, um, is so stupid they have a freaking broadway production just leave it at that call it done i understand it's not in the big theater so spider-man or whatever, turn off the dark with the music by bono so dumb yeah the whole thing, the whole remake thing is so stupid. Remakes are stupid. I also think prequels are kind of stupid while you're at it. Uh, you know, it's like a sequel that's not like the thing that the problem with the prequel, in my opinion, is that there's not a lot of tension because you're like, well, this guy's going to live because he's in these other movies. So he can't right. die. So, yeah, we kind of already know what's going to happen. It's like mm-hmm. basically telling the story of, yeah. you know, that person. I mean, could you imagine if they did... Uh, 
if they did the road warrior stuff, if they just, hey, look, it's Mel Gibson and he's driving through the desert before actually having that story of his family getting killed. You know, same thing. It's like, hey, if they just showed Lethal Weapon 2 without showing Lethal Weapon 1, yeah, then you wouldn't understand you wouldn't understand uh, Riggs' character as much as you do in 2 than you would as, as 1. So I, I think that people that do that, they go back and they do a prequel. The only, the, see, the exception I have to make with this is X-Men. Is mm. first class okay? So that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's like the only thing that's that's, that's like redeeming quality in my mind right now as far as prequels go because it's the the only one that I've seen thus far that really 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 worked for me and it's the one that sticks out the most and it's the one that uh-huh. I believe in. Like everything else can be discounted as far as prequels are concerned in my mind. I've heard the new Planet of the Apes isn't bad. Like that's kind of a prequel. Robert went and saw that. Uh, Robert Did Wagner he? of Portland yeah. Socks. Yeah, he went and saw that and said it was actually a really really good movie. He I really just think it looks it. silly as computer animated apes. I'm used to the old movies. He, I asked him about that yeah. because I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh my god, this looks like a you know hokey as hell, uh-huh. you know. And he's like, no, there's only one place that they did that, and it was when the monkeys were little. Mm. Everything else, because the majority of the movie is when the chimps or the monkeys or whatever you yeah. want to call them are older. He's like, they actually did a really really good okay. job. You couldn't tell that they they looked real mm. because like the the motion and the character and yeah. stuff that they put behind it kind of made you forget that it was CGI. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Um, you know, one prequel that I saw where some of it was kind of interesting is there was a they did a Silence of the Lambs prequel called Hannibal Rising, mm-hmm. where it's him as younger, and later on the movie's not very good, but the stuff with him as a kid is sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we, seven mm. minutes left. Matt. Okay, I'm sorry. Social <laughs> <laughs> thinking. Well, was um, it didn't didn't Red Dragon come before all that though? Oh, you're well, right. Okay, so. A long t- in the 80s, they did a movie called Manhunter. Right. Which was Hannibal Lecter, um, but he wasn't played by Anthony Hopkins. It was no. I know it, who it was by. It was by Brian Cox. No. Oh. Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought it was Gil Grissom. No. William Peterson. William Peterson's in that movie. He's a cop in that movie. Oh, okay. But Brian Cox is an actor who was in, like, X-Men 2 as General Striker, and oh, uh, he's done a okay. lot of I stuff. I know who that is. Okay, okay. But okay. anyway... But yeah, then they did the Silence of the Lambs with Anthony Hopkins. Oh, d- have you done that one yet? No. Is, is that anything that anybody's interested in us doing? Are you? Do you like those? I, I've never. I've only seen Silence of the Silence of the Lambs. I think I think that could it. be fun. I mean, there's like, um, if you want to do just the Anthony Hopkins ones, there's like four of those all together. Oh God, really? Yeah. Never mind. Okay. But anyway, like I'm saying, you're right about Red Dragon being a prequel because you have Silence of the Lambs, then Hannibal, and then Red Dragon was just a remake of Manhunter, but with Anthony Hopkins playing Hannibal Lecter. Right. And then after that, a few years later, they came out with Hannibal Rising, uh-huh. which is about him younger. But the only interesting thing is they explain he'd be Hannibal because a kid, him and his sister, are trapped by Nazis in a house in the winter in some European estate that they live in. Right. And to be forced to survive, he kind of eats his way out through the Nazis. This is... Okay, no. It, it's pretty gross. This is a bad idea. Just forget I, think I ever said anything okay. about wanting to watch this. I think it's kind of interesting. I thought that's sort of unique. Yeah, let's not. Let's just not do that one. Maybe put it over in the side so people think that we did it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to do those that. Those are one. my brief thoughts on those uh, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter movies. All right. Well, okay. So we got about five minutes left. Okay. Do you want to do? Let's the talk about what we're doing. Oh, let's say. Let's review. Let's review yeah, 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 yeah. Let's review the RoboCop stuff. Out of five stars is our rating system. Okay. So RoboCop one, I give it five out of five stars. I think it's just about damn perfect. It it's funny. It's violent. It um has people snorting cocaine off of the tits of hookers. Uh, what more could you want in a movie? Yeah. 
I, I would agree. I would give it five out of five. Wow. I think it's um, one of those uh, movies that set the, you know, that kind of blazed the way mm-hmm. for a lot of other things, you know, science fiction related. If that's, I don't even consider it science fiction. When somebody right. says, oh, it's science fiction, I turn my nose up at it like immediately. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, five out of five. I thought this was a great movie. It's like an instant, like cult classic. Yeah. They, see, that's why I get so upset when people say we're going to remake it because it's just like, no, Robocop is perfect as it is. Mm. Don't, right. don't mess with something good. Just don't. So, uh, Robocop 2. I would give it two out of five stars. I think it's such a disjointed movie. It's such a hard watch. It's kind of all over the place as far as the plot goes. I love it when RoboCop gets politically correct. I think that's some good humor there. Mm-hmm. You have some a neat fight scene at the end, but I don't think the movie works altogether. Okay. I would probably give it um, two and a half. Okay. Uh, yeah, two and a half to three just because it's not nearly as... It's not nearly as bad as the third one, but it's not that's nearly... True. As good, so I'm more yeah. of like a mediocre. I'm going to go right down the middle, but I'll give it two and a half because yes, it was incredibly disjointed. Okay, uh, RoboCop three, I'll give one and a half stars. I think some of the ideas in this are okay. I like the gun arm. Uh, I think the ninja stuff could have been interesting had it been done better. Yeah, but it's such a, a lame way for RoboCop to go out. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I'm very, very tempted to give this zero stars. Well, then give it zero. If that's no, I'm going to give it one star. And the one only star? reason okay. I'm giving it one star is because of all of those characters that we listed at the beginning. Because uh-huh. I really liked them and I liked seeing... Like the actors. The actors. I liked yeah. seeing a thin Jeff Garland and I uh-huh. liked... And being able to recognize that, hey, this person is still around in you know pop modern culture now. I like the fact that CCH Pounder was in it, Bradley Whitford. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these people, there's just like, I recognize all these, these people. It's just, it's a fucking shame that they were in such a piece of shit movie. Yeah. So... Yeah. I have to give it one star. And the fact that that stupid... It was a fucking boy, okay? I'm just... It was a girl. <sighs> All right, it's a girl. Sabrina has problem telling have, lady parts for man issue. parts. No, there was no... no there, it looked like <laughs> a boy! <laughs> okay, it's difficult to tell sometimes. It's kind of nebulous at a certain age. I know. You know, especially with the longer hair. Well, then put, him in, put her in some girl clothes or something. I mean, you yeah, know, don't was, make her wear overalls or something. Looking. I mean, yeah, just, you know, stupid. Yeah. Stupid. It was a boy. Okay, anyway. So uh, the next set of movies we're going to be covering on sequel cast is the Born uh, trilogy. Yes. And I've only ever seen Born Supremacy, so I'm excited to see all three of these. I told uh, my wife we were going to watch these, and she got really excited, and she said, these are action movies I can watch without getting bored. Oh, yeah, and totally. And she was surprised I'd never really seen them before. I am actually so, quite surprised that you have not either. We'll get into that more uh, next week. That sounds good. So uh, we're closing out this um, episode of the sequel cast with a song that was used in the end credits of every episode of the live action RoboCop series. Uh, I don't remember who it's by. I don't really care, but it's an awful 80s power ballad. <laughs> so for the sequel cast, uh, this is Matt. And I'm Sabrina. Saying uh, tune in next week to hear us talk about Born Identity. Go Yay. to sequelcast.com to check out old episodes or go to Facebook and look up SequelCast and uh, give us uh, good ratings on iTunes. Yeah, and tell us what you think and what you maybe want us to do for the next series after that and just give us some feedback. We appreciate yep. it. So Twitter at SequelCast or at SabrinaPDX. Mm-hmm. You got it. Okay. See you guys next week. Later. In the heart of the darkness, the light still burns. It takes you back there to the 